0: A lozenge. Um, is that company Ricola? And it was sitting in my car for a while. And the, the the wrapper is yellow. So I just assumed it was like lemon flavor or something. Uh, But then I picked it up and I, and I ate it. I was like, this is not really lemon. I don't think, I don't know. Maybe there's a hint, but it's definitely not like a potent lemon flavor. Was it expired? So I examined the package. What do you want, dog? What do you want, dog? You want a Ricola? He smells it. Huh? You want a yellow Ricola? He goes upside down. Yeah, of course. I examined the package and it said like original herb is the flavor. And I was like, what's original? Who which herb is the original herb? Look at this dog right here. What does he want from me? He like pet me please. I need the pet please. Will never pet me. Can you pet me please? That's Otis's voice. I don't know if you ever heard it before. Original herb. What herb? What herb? And how dare you suggest that you've got the original herb? You're the only one. Yeah, natural honey. Honey's not an herb. I don't know. You got to click on the ingredients. I'm there there definitely could be some uh, honey in there. But you got to click on the ingredients. Nope. Website. There you go. Let's find out what the original herb is. Made with Swiss mountain herbs for over 75 years. 10 herbs. 10 original herbs. There's the mixture. Look at those herbs. Okay Damn dude Yeah. you I, I, I was just, well, trying to, Trying to get like, I, You didn't believe me You were like What's this guy talking about It's probably just lemon This is the flavor Now how do you Define this flavor Herb The flavor is just herb Yeah They and, can't
1: They can't list All of them At the same time
0: What, are you, what is the first one A Whorehound is that what that says? <laughs> like I've never even heard of this Swiss herb: uh, elder, Mallow. peppermint, sage, thyme. Oh wait, C- click over, click the arrow over lemon balm, which is an herb. So it maybe the slight lemon, lemony, or maybe it's just called that. Hyssop. wild thyme, linden blossom.
1: Hissop is my favorite.
0: That's your favorite name? That's my go-to. That's a cool name, right? Hissop. I mean it sounds very It's like what's up. Swiss. <laughs> Hissop. That yeah, is I'm how, I'm that's how you how say. You doing? that's how you say what's up in Switzerland. Yeah. Hissop. So this blew me away. Okay. This really surprised See me to in. find out that that cause you know, in the cough drop Lozenge Realm. It's your regular, it's your typical suspects. It's your it's your lemons, it's your honeys, as you mentioned, it's your cherries, it's your menthol, minty. It's your usual suspects. And so when a company comes out and they just go herbs, you're just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. All right. And anyway, now I'm gonna just go ahead and make a recommendation that you check out the original the original herb. The original. Yeah, try it out. Alright. It's not appealing because you see the yellow wrapper and if you read it, you're just like, I don't know what that means. And by the way, my bag doesn't have a picture of all these different herbs on it. I don't know what ooh, I have a different type of bag. It's the Canadian version. I don't have all these all these herbs on it. Well actually it's not a bag, that's why. It's a little it's a smaller pack. There's no space for all these herbs. But I'm saying you might have been intimidated by the by the original herb. Yeah. I have this one. This one's good. Now, they tell you that they got uh KFC's got original herbs as well and spices. And they'll never tell you what it is, right? So it's, it's 11? Is that what Lee just said? Uh-huh. 11? Yeah. And they won't tell you what it is. Maybe they got the same package. Maybe they bought the pack. Maybe they bought the kit off Ricola. They're like, hey. Hey. Give us some of that. Good Swiss stuff. Yeah, there. I have the little pack of the. Yeah, give me some of that good Swiss stuff, if you don't mind. Yeah, we're throwing on some chicken. Call it a day. Yeah, I don't know. Couldn't couldn't you take it in like a chemistry lab and actually figure out what they are? They keep it a secret. You're just like, can't you can't you figure it out anyway? What KFC? Yeah, there's got to be a way to figure it out. There's no secrets on the internet. You're kidding? You know that. Um,
1: it's not just the ingredients, right? It's the amount and, like, the whole process of it.
0: Yeah, but can't you reverse engineer it? You're telling me we got AI. Impossible. You're, you're, you're telling me got, you're telling me we got metaverses and AIs and Neuralinks. And you're telling me, oh, you can't re, re, uh, reverse engineer the drumstick. Huh? The oh. the the seasoning, the battery, you can't, can't go that way with it. The kernel, he was, he's ahead of all of it. Yeah, he surpasses life. You do you have a GPT uh, instance open right now? Let's ask what's in the KFC. Let's let's say what are the ingredients? What are the I, what are the spices? Oh, you're not gonna be able to load it if you don't have it open, right? I'm or, sure. Or are you paying uh, them a billion dollars? No, you're not.
1: You might. You're not. I'm right sure um, someone has
0: asked at a certain point. In time. Yeah, I'm sure they have, but obviously we don't have the, we don't have the answer yet. Oh, what's going on here? It because it's GPT four now. Yeah, you are getting paywalled, dude. Uh, yeah. you are dead man I walking. I tried. I tried. Everything. There was you've been left out of the future. <laughs> they said no GPT for you. No, I'm done. And. What that means is You gotta live on the fringes now mm. As a GPT free man But your abilities Are severely limited by the fact That the rest of the population Has access to this super tool mm. And you don't For your dead man walking oh. Your days are I numbered. think
1: I signed in with a different account I think you got lots use, of problems, Will. I I can't use this number.
0: But. Um, Somebody's already doing it for us. Yeah, I'm sure. Lee is over there. Uh, Safu says, sure why, why don't you just ask Bard then? I'm sure there's paprika. I don't know how sure you are. There's definitely paprika. I feel like you just like paprika, and so do I. I'm a big fan. I know. Give a little color, a little punch to it. Mmm. Lee's going to let us know what GPT said. He knows how to use it. Hmm. Bard. Join the wait list. Join the wait list. They asked me if I wanted to get barded up. And uh, they were like, oh, you're going to have to sign into your... Oh, here we go. Salt, thyme, basil, oregano, celery, salt, black pepper, dried mustard, paprika, garlic, salt, ginger. Okay, now that was hard. Woo. So Secret. I'm gonna go make this. I'm gonna go make some kernel chicken when I get home.
1: You blow up your house.
0: I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go do some kernel stuff when I get home. What's kernel stuff? Colonel, the chicken. Guy. Chicken?
1: Just make chicken.
0: Well, you got kernel. C O C-O-L-O, L O. Like, explain that one to me. Colono? Spell colonel. Well, good, nice, good try. <laughs> hey,
1: that was close, man.
0: <laughs> Colo- colonel. Yeah. Is that you there, colonel? That's colonel to you. that will be colonel to you. Mm-hmm. Colon? Yes. Is that you, colonel? <laughs> I'll be colonel to you. What's crazy is, though, you also got kernels, which is a chain of popcorn places with the wildest flavors.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know if this is a Canada-only thing, but you can go in there and get all types of... And they'll give you samples. And I'm not just talking like, oh, there's a... I don't know, dill pickle. I'm talking to get wild with it. Look yeah. at the flavors at the front. They stuck like 20, around 20, 20
1: for a while, eh? Like, it's not just in theaters. It's in malls. <laughs> you actually go there to get... What are you trying to
0: say? You're mom. surprised? You didn't expect them to succeed?
1: It stuck around, kind of like Cinnabon.
0: It stuck around. Well, because it got the smell going through the whole yeah. facility. It's got, like, that friendly nature as well. Well, you're the free samples, and you're a big sample guy. Yeah. So did you that. ever reach to any of those crazy flavors over there? Or did you just stick to your, you know, cheddar, caramel? I always you... go
1: for caramel.
0: Every time. I really like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good, obviously. But I just thought maybe you might get funky with it. Look at their new store design. They really changed their branding. I don't know if that's a good thing. Or is this just a... No, maybe this is somebody taking a crack at it. Uh, I sure hope that's not the new branding. Well... I'd be very upset. Compare that to go back to that old... Look, You kid, who are you kidding? This looks definitely 90s. Who are you kidding? Yeah, I know. So lean into it now. It looks like The Simpsons. Yeah. Lean into it now. Now it's old enough that you don't need to change it if you hung on long enough.
1: It's very iconic.
0: And it's like if you were going to rebrand, you should rebrand a while. It's like Blockbuster. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody says, let's get to the AI talk. The Reddit AI girl story is nuts. Oh, yeah. You sound excited.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in there. Um, I took uh, it out because there are too many AI stories. But
0: Oh, yeah. That was you. When the guy was so excited about this story, you were like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, it, it is very interesting
0: Reddit users unknowingly buy nude images of AI-generated woman Holy crap, you are beautiful One user, oh, God, just, just calm, yeah. calm down calm, Thirsty Just calm Good Lord, you need that specific image? AI is thirsty You need that Humans spe- are thirsty You need that specific image You're like, that uh, I'll give you anything for that image Yeah Oh, we're dead oh, We're dead, dude so, I guess you can get away with it, right? That's like, that's a really cheap and easy. Oh my God. So OnlyFans is dead now too. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? How can you compete with AI when it comes to that? Oh,
1: I guess This is the girl in question.
0: I guess video AI is tougher for now.
1: This is not real, people.
0: (laughs) No, no, it's not real. I hear you, man. It's not real.
1: But, um...
0: They made $100 off AI nudes before being called out. Uh, There were people... Well, what are you going to call out? Like, I don't know. Is it... Even if you announce it, like... (laughs) I don't know. There's no nudes here, but it could lead to, you know...
1: I don't want to go... Are you saying it could lead to Nude. Yeah, this website Is
0: that how it works on the internet? Well, it could lead there Yeah Yeah Well, obviously, well, Obviously, it's going to happen I don't know It's going to happen And it's going to be It's going to be misrepresented It's going to make money And it's going to be Actually represented (laughs) Oh, I'm not going to scroll down And it's going to be represented (laughs) Even for what it is And it's still going to make money Yeah People aren't going to care people already look at like cartoon type what uh explicit cartoons yeah. so what do they care yeah. they're like hey you tricked me it's like oh what? tough one bud hey uh, well you didn't like what you didn't like it huh you tricked me we, we could have been we could have had something together yeah
1: combined with um like a chat bot you're done both that's Oh, 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 you're talking about love now, huh? You're talking about pottery? <laughs> Dude, I can totally see OnlyFans kind of like just people switching to AI avatars. You know what's crazy and then about just, it? Too? Just texting guys all day long. Only guys? Yeah. No girls? Well, I guess so. What's the percentage, you think?
0: In the world? It's 50, about 50 50.
1: No, I mean on
0: OnlyFans. I Users, know. I don't know. Never been on. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, other than all you know, all the press. And I think they're trying to do like a reality show now and be all legitimate. AI yeah. is coming for everything. It's coming for everything and everyone. Uh-huh. I'll tell you why. It's only a matter of time. It's coming for you. Will told you already. You're going to be definitely. In. I'm first. Yeah, you're going to be in, or you're going to be out. Yeah. I'm gonna say to AI, I'm gonna go, oh, I gotta go take a pee, and AI's gonna be. <laughs> AI's gonna be like, uh. Just. No problem. Yeah, hops right. <laughs> in. I'm gonna come back, and everyone's gonna go, boo. Uh huh. That AI was on point. I think the cool thing or the weird thing is gonna be trying to figure out, uh, like the percentage of AI that's rep- represented in such a way with full disclosure, it, you're about to interact with AI versus the stuff that just tricks us. And when it gets good enough to trick us, just that ratio of yeah. being able to tell that, you know, it's like when you had a sponsorship in your, and and then you got to go put the disclosure, hashtag ad. hmm. And then it's like, oh, okay. Well, now people, even though people are smarter than that, they know what a sponsored thing looks like. And then it's going to be like that in the future. It's going to be a little disclaimer. It's going to be like hashtag hashtag AI. Mm -hmm. Remember the guy who was on Instagram doing the AI stuff and then getting all kinds of love on these portraits. And then he had to come out and be like, guys, I don't know that you all know that this isn't what you think it is.
1: Didn't he get caught?
0: Yeah, well, he came out and apologized. Confession, his photos are AI generated. Because people were like, how do you capture? They're so beautiful. How do you, what do you, how do you, what do you, how do you, what do you? I wonder if he's still doing it. I don't know, man. Yeah, he's still going, dude. Come on, he got 43K f- uh, followers. That's like a whole business at that point. People might buy this stuff, I don't know. Or commission it just like you were trying to do with all these this modeling and so forth when you were training all these AIs with Mo's face is that the same person because that person looks a lot alike those three images bingo bango yeah and there's another one in the bottom left is it supposed to be like part of a series oh yeah it looks like he kind of zeroed in on a few appearances yeah I mean, they look good. Anyway, I think that's going to be the 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 crazy. Like you got on Twitter, you have uh, Elon's interview yesterday, and he's like, um, they were talking about community notes and diamond mines, and then he's like, I never went to a. He's like, sorry, emerald mines. Like, I still never went to an emerald mine. Anyway, and he was like, "But that's what the community notes said." And then it's going to be the equivalent on different sites, the equivalent of community notes. Oh, our, you know, no, yeah. we 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 have reason to believe that this image is is generated. We have reason to believe that this account has been generated by this variety of tools. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to be. Yeah, and. Like it's gonna be hard to separate the real from the fake. At least right now, community notes are by
1: multiple people, like it's checked constantly.
0: If you put a title on the on the Elon clip. People were pissed off about it. Okay, he
1: had to go there.
0: People were pissed.
1: Okay. What were <laughs> they pissed about?
0: <laughs> this is now an interview. Okay. <laughs>
1: Who am I? Am I uh, James or am I Elon?
0: <laughs> I had to go in there and change it. I was, like, I was like, what's this? What's Willie on over here? What's Willie doing right now? Two in the morning, whatever it might be. Why were you up that late? No, it wasn't two in the morning. I think it was, or was it? I don't know. No, I don't know either. I don't know when I changed it. It was already enough that people were like, what does this title mean? You said it was, you said that it was Elon Musk's most embarrassing interview. Yeah. And people were like, what does he mean by that? Because they felt more embarrassed for the journalist than Elon.
1: Yeah. I I just think that um, it was embarrassing as a whole. Like, just I, the whole interview. I think that the... the but I the, guess it was interpreted wrong.
0: Or interpreted right.
1: Uh, well, people disagreed,
0: right? Well, they, they didn't... they the it seemed to me that the uh, main interpretation was that Elon should be embarrassed post interview, that mm-hmm. he got embarrassed in the interview. And it's weird that it, like interviews are framed, and it's funny because I changed it all the other way. I changed it all the way to yeah. uh, the joke I was making in the clip about who gets owned yeah I put it in quotations. Elon Musk owns but I didn't say he owns anybody I just wanted to get that word in there in a BBC interview because it is this way in which we view an interview now as if somebody has to win and somebody has to lose almost like a fight yeah and you were looking at it much more generically of like well it's kind of just you weren't you just thought it sucked I guess or the format was. Not what you wanted, but the, I think the average person views it as a, a more like a debate, even though an interview doesn't necessarily have to be that. But I guess, politically speaking, you have the BBC on one end of the spectrum, and people perceive Elon on the other end of the spectrum. And so, therefore, they were envisioning combat before anybody opened their mouth. Sure. I understand that. And then it was a question of, well, if it's going to be some form of combat or a mixture of ideologies, then which one came out on top or which was the superior? And I saw all types of replies like, all you're seeing here is a low IQ interact with a high IQ. I was like, oh, okay." It
1: had to be spun like black and white like that.
0: I mean, I think that's why so many people are watching in the first place, if we're being honest. I think it's the reason that it's engaging and intriguing. I think it's the reason 700,000 people were on Twitter watching it live is because, OMG, uh, what what might happen? Who might get knocked out? It was around the Jordan Peterson era. It was like the gotcha type of thing with the, what was her name? Kathy Newman. And was Kathy Newman also from BBC? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it really. There happened. were
1: moments like that. Just kind of like um, onslaught of questions. It wasn't as bad, I don't think, but they were kacha moments. You know, like I'm putting you on the spot. It was never like a dialogue.
0: No. no.
1: Never. Just like a chill conversation.
0: No. Yeah, people have it. You know, it's funny because the other thing we were talking about yesterday is like all these fight videos. And you think about a fight video. What's captivating about it is so simple to understand. Mm. Oh, you don't like that person? And you don't like that person. And now we're going to get to the bottom of it. And it's such an easy way to frame things. Sure. Polar ends. It's the same thing in politics and pretty much any argument. And uh, I don't know that there's much that can be done about it. And it I I I definitely Think that when it comes to Elon and the BBC, that ain't gonna change anything. If they ever get together again, it's still gonna be framed in the same way. But Elon still respects the BBC. He kept saying that. He kept saying that. Yeah.
1: If there was one media source, he
0: kept saying, I
1: follow the BBC. BBC. But
0: yeah. he also said he gets a real kick out of taking the check mark away from the New York Times. Did you yeah. see how giddy he got when, when that topic came up? Yeah. Yeah. Now, NPR, on the other hand, npr on the other hand bounced but they didn't really bounce they didn't like turn they didn't at least not yet at least when i checked like deleting their twitter they didn't delete the account No, it's there it's there and it's basically uh pushing people to the other places they can be followed yeah when they got the label of government funded media which again he was giddy about giving to them npr is like hey It's also weird NPR has a birthday, hey? 1970, February 26th. Oh. That's usually organizations don't...
1: Yeah, yeah. It's more personal.
0: Usually government-funded media doesn't... (laughs) Anyway, they got pissed about that label. Even though Elon went on to say, well, wait a sec, you guys are partially government-funded. Yeah. Uh... And, I mean, he went on to also praise BBC. So it's not necessarily the case that government-funded media that you can't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's just that it's now labeled in such a fashion. And NPR responded by saying that this is going to cause misinterpretations as far as um, that, they would, that they would be influenced by the fact that they're government-funded. Uh-huh. Something along these lines. They hated the label and came back with an email, which I believe Elon posted that email, did he not? He did, yeah. And it basically said, hey, we're out. Like, thanks, but no thanks. And I, you know, they, they have a pretty significant following over there, 8 million people or something like that. Hmm. Um, NPR quits Twitter over Elon Musk's state-affiliated media label, Flap. Um, We are turning away, I'll read their tweet, we are turning away from Twitter, but not from our audiences and communities. There are plenty of ways to stay connected and keep up with NPR's news, music, and cultural content. Read more about NPR's decision here so they put out a whole press release as they basically (laughs) uh, bounced. The bodyguard? (laughs) We haven't seen them in a while. Yeah, you got to roll those guys back out. They're my favorite characters in this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't say a word. Like they, they never say a word. They're just constantly looking around. They got earpieces galore. Yeah, these are the guys who don't have TikTok. Oh, they yeah exactly. They definitely not even close. You kidding me? Do do they even have like iPhones? What kind of phones do they have? I'm curious. Military sat phones. Yeah. No, I don't know what the I don't even know what the most secure phone is. There was a time where you had political figures carrying Blackberries because they were so secure. Mm. Remember that?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Here's the so here's the the email that was written from Bobby Allen to Elon Musk uh, regarding why state label because of the label NPR is quitting Twitter across all of our fifty plus accounts. Our executives say the government funded media label calls into question our editorial independence. And undermines our credibility. Some wonder if this will cause a chain reaction among news orgs. What's your reaction? <laughs> <laughs> and then Elon's reaction is defund NPR. <laughs> so he's obviously goofing around. And uh, This one's funny. I, you know, this is unfortunate, too, because like, uh, there's some NPR stuff I like as well and I don't know I don't follow them on Twitter and actually I haven't really engaged with any NPR content in a while Uh but it has happened in the past and but increasingly it just feels that there's there's a war going on outside no man is safe from some mob deep lyric Mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about the sort of Queensbridge type of war. I'm talking about war of words. I'm talking about war of worlds. I'm talking war of ideologies. And it's sure. like a lot of these conversations are over before they start. And it's just like you're where, you're who? See ya. You're what? And uh the Twitter thing in general it was like the writing was on the wall. You could kind of get a get a get a feeling. And then the removal, like go to New York Times. To see New York Times without a check mark is odd, man. And you know they're not feeling it. You, they don't. They claim they'll never pay the five bucks or whatever it is, eight bucks. But it is just so bizarre to see fifty-five million followers at NY Times and no, no check, no official. So all the imposters are on the same. Like I guarantee you, there's a NY Times with a Y, NY Times with two S's, NY like.
1: They don't have the government funded label course.
0: though. Well, they're not government funded. Yeah. They, uh, they're uh, an enterprise. They're, they, they have ads and they have subscriptions. Mm-hmm. So, But NPR, on the other hand, they weren't... Now, BBC has got the label. Now, did they get the label switched? Because in the interview, there was a suggestion that maybe it should be slightly altered in the language. So uh, go to the, the official. What's interesting is the BBC World and BBC Breaking doesn't have it. Oh, well, there we go. Publicly funded media. Interesting. So that's what NPR could have gotten. Yeah. But But even
1: Elon posted this picture of him just doing a simple Google search on NPR. And even in their about page has federal funding is essential to public radio service. Which I
0: believe they did. They may have even changed. I think he was complaining. I think he was talking about, oh, look, they changed the wordings. And then, of course, you have some community notes going on. Here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, what a mess we're living in, dude. Read the thing. Read the response. Read the notes on the response. Well, I'm glad that there's at least some context. I know, but it just goes so deep that are people really going to— What are people left with? Are they, They're left with a, a feeling a of a chaotic feeling, I believe. Sure. If you had to choose between Big L or Nas, who is your pick? It would be Nas, but Big L, I mean, unbelievable, I had that stuff going in my car nonstop. Mm-hmm. Big L, rest in peace. Yeah. I had like some of those early Big L freestyles is yeah, probably if you gave me one line from from any of them, I could probably finish the rest. Mm. Don't do it though. Uh okay, so <laughs> See that's more fun than whatever this garbage. Like, what are we? What are we yelling? Yelling, man. Well, this What's this, up will, with this party. I'm just thinking, like We're
1: NPR so just being such a prominent news source. Um, this will ultimately change how people think about NPR just because of that tiny little label, you know, and and it. Just brings on this, it,
0: uh, and not for me because when network. I when I used to engage with it, they're constantly trying to fundraise. Like they're like, "Hey, give us money, please." Yeah. we we. But
1: people, unlike you, they they depend on this news
0: source, right? Unlike me, yeah. You don't <laughs> you don't really care about NPR. No, I mean I do. I said I said already. I kind of. Uh, uh, But, like, people who rely on it. I just think any one source in this environment of this insane signal-to-noise ratio battle thing going on, Mm. any one source isn't what it is. I mean, once upon a time, New York Times, New York Times. Yeah. Once upon a time, Wall Street Journal, Wall Street Journal. Uh, Once upon a time, NPR, NPR. Once upon a time, BBC, BBC. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like, We have such an abundance. Information is cheap. Information is everywhere. And it's competing all the time. And you got 4,700 players. Mm. It's hard to get too fired up about any of it. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, the next event of Elon is going to be, like, in the next couple of weeks. It's just going to be that much bigger. And then we're going to forget about that.
0: So, anyways. The next event of Elon. Yeah. Event horizon. Twitter partners with eToro to let users trade stocks, crypto, as Musk pushes app into finance. Crypto is, is crypto creeping? Is crypto creeping? I think it's coming back very slowly is crypto creeping i think crypto's creeping this is not financial advice go get your (laughs) nfts this is not financial advice go buy all the nfts yeah don't say that (laughs) i'm not saying that but bitcoin is on a jump in the last seven Ethereum's on a jump in the last seven. I can say those things. Those things are true. But do I know why or who's, who's pumping who? No, I don't know who's pumping who and who's pumping what. But crypto's on a comeback. I'm feeling, I just feel, a, it smells like crypto in the air. So the crypto winter is over? I guess so. Yeah, that's what it was. The sun came out and people started to get a, smell it. smell it. You smell that? That smell like a little, smell some crypto. I smell blockchain. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I heard there's a good deal on Tupperware right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right, yeah, it's the everything app. It's the X app. Yeah, got it, Will. X app, everything's in it. We're buying things, selling things, social credit, uh, all your photos, identity, your LinkedIn's, uh, your whole life in one app. Well, guess what? We got to get the currency going. Right? Yeah. Is that what what's going on here? Uh-huh. With the eToro partnership, Twitter cash tags will be expanded to cover far more instruments and asset classes. What do you think about asset classes? Well,
1: Sounds a bit complicated.
0: <sighs> As we've grown over the past three years immensely, we've seen more and more of our users interact on Twitter, educate themselves about the markets. You know, something weird happened to me. As I'm, I'm, uh, investigating. And here's what's, here's my problem right now. Uh-huh. Since I'm posting stuff on TikTok, I go and look to see how it's doing on TikTok. And then I'm on TikTok. That's the problem. The onslaught. That's the problem. But what happened was I watched, and one of, I, I, I like this movie. It's a baseball movie called Moneyball. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah, it. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Okay. So I like this movie. Somehow I, I, I've like watched, I ended up watching half the movie on TikTok one minute at a time. Oh. It just kept feeding sort of the highlights from the movie. And it's obviously completely copyright infringement and everything else, but it was high quality in portrait and kind of framed up properly or reframed properly that it's totally watchable. And then, really, I mean, it's terrible, but watchable. And it didn't matter because I was back in kind of some of my favorite moments. And you know how it goes with that algorithm. You watch one of those and then it's like, forget it. So I'm scrolling from like one section to the next section of the movie. And I'm like, I don't think Hollywood would to like, this too much. Yeah. Just
1: movies on TikTok. Yeah. And just highlights, the good parts.
0: Like, I just, I don't think it would be happening if it was YouTube shorts. Even Instagram, I, I doubt it. Uh-huh. TikTok, this, this basically. It's a circus. Ill- it's yeah, a circus. It, it, it illustrates.
1: People they- can do whatever they want on TikTok. <laughs> It's the wild uh, west.
0: Like, who's regulating what? Who's regulating uh, wild west? And you know what else? I, I keep getting these creepy ones, like, uh, uh, though this was the last time this person was ever seen in a security camera footage. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, the unsettling ones. I <laughs> I you, went on a rabbit hole. Look
0: around the corner.
1: Yeah. With eerie music?
0: I just scroll past those as fast as possible in an attempt to reprogram and get more Brad Pitt uh, moneyball clips. eToro started back in 2007. The company has more than 32 million registered users across Europe. What do you think about that name, eToro?
1: That sounds delicious.
0: Yeah. I love Toro. (laughs) 32 million across Europe, Asia, and the United States. Under Musk's time as CEO, Twitter has cut staffing sharply, taking headcount down from 8,000 to 1,500 when he took over in a bid to reduce costs and reach profitability and become eventually a more comprehensive app that does more things.
1: I am curious about how this app is going to take over our lives, kind of like
0: um, WeChat in China. Like, I don't, is it going to have the Tesla app? I don't think it really worked in- that way because w- this isn't China. Okay, yeah, yeah. Enough said, like I I, I don't think any one app will be capable of doing that to us. It's hard to imagine Weird. what he's trying to do. Uh, I think he would love to I think he would love to build So we, you're we, saying we it won't North work? North no, you can't. You can't do it. Okay. Cause he, WeChat got the blessing over there. Well, don't get me started on it. Is it government funded? WeChat got knighted over there. <laughs> Kablamo. Yeah. We Chad. Boom. It's like Harry Potter over there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's just not how really ru- things run here. People go, is that thing better over there? Yeah, let's do that. Let's try that. Like, And I know there's obviously players, and there's things that we do as far as uh, com- competitiveness, where it's like, oh, they want to merge? Nah, no thanks. Like this Activision deal. In order to keep the compete up, and so if all of a sudden Elon and Mark got together and they're like, "You know what we're about to merge Facebook and Twitter or Google got in on that too, you try to block that stuff mm-hmm. you don't we don't w- actually want all that centralized power and ownership yeah
1: all within one company,
0: yeah you, you know, know. No, I don't think people actually want that I don't think we want one car company I don't think we want one." Tupperware company, Will. I think we want competition. It always yields the best stuff and it makes us feel the best. You get up in the morning you compete a little bit. Wow, this is breaking news. Oh. Whoa. Oh. What? Arrest made in the stabbing death of Cash App founder Bob Lee. Men reportedly knew each other. (laughs)
1: Reportedly.
0: San Francisco supervisor Aaron Pe- Pexson tells CNBC that an arrest has been made in the April 4th stabbing of the late cash app founder, Bob Lee mission local local San Francisco publication named a suspect and reported that he knew Lee citing sources. Well, are they going to say his name here or is only that publication going to say it at the moment earlier on Thursday, local San Francisco news outlet mission local reported to police that police went to Emeryville, California with a warrant to arrest a suspect in the case CNBC has not yet been able to confirm the identity of the suspect, so is not naming him here. According to the report, however, the suspect worked in the tech industry and knew Lee. Hmm. Uh, Straight up premeditated murder? Or night gone wrong? Crime of passion? I don't know. It definitely is a whole different narrative than the way people were going with it, San Francisco, 2023. Yeah. Wow,
1: breaking news here.
0: It appears that Lee's killing was not an act of random street violence as some media stories had previously suggested. Instead, the suspect apparently knew Lee and both were in the suspect's car when Lee was stabbed. Oh my goodness.
1: I wonder how they found it out. Was it um, just video footage?
0: You're going to have some video. On the
1: streets or something?
0: You're going to have some video. You're also... Probably bar footage. Yeah, they probably were together, right? At one point in that night. And you might have some witnesses, right? This is a pr- relatively prominent person. People can be like, who were who you with? You know what else they're going to do? Well, they're going to look at the cell phone. They're going to look at the text messages. Who'd you meet up with? Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a whole deal now. Wow. It's an, and a big big narrative shift. Everybody thought okay, this is open and shut, straightforward, San Francisco. Uh but then San Francisco maybe was providing the cover in 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 a sense of oh yeah, this stuff can this stuff can just happen. But probably not because and I wonder about the premeditated aspect as well, because this is you're not gonna it doesn't it actually the, the 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 speed with which they discovered what was going on and the well this might have been like a moment that could have been a snap that could have been a moment hmm. i mean this is all speculation at this time but i i and gotta say developed. i gotta say in a case where you got you were worried that this is one of those ones that goes down and nobody ever gets caught and there's no retribution whatsoever the the fact that they got somebody a suspect no I'm not saying you know innocent till proven whatever i don't know the 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 evidence but the fact that they that the law enforcement has figured some direction for the investigation is a surprise to me but yeah. then again the whole thing is a surprise to me now because all
1: the media outlets was just like claiming this is a random attack all of them
0: yeah well well, well that would well that was i don't know that they used those words but That would be, when you, pre-having any evidence, that would be your assumption.
1: Yeah, that's what you would say. That
0: would be your your temporary assumption. Wow, okay. You love the breaking, breaking, don't you? I'm a big fan of that, Big breaking guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, four minutes ago. This is the news. That's crazy.
1: You heard it here, folks.
0: Oh, you don't get to say that very often. You heard Follow, it subscribe. You heard it here first. It's, yeah. it's because CNBC gave you that big red. Yeah, that got my attention. You're like, actually. hey. They did a good job. You're like, hey, wait a minute. You yeah. turned into a hound dog. You're like. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's a CNN plus ultra right there, Max plus Ultra Max. Why did we never add Max to it? I don't know if you heard about this story, HBO dropping the HBO and becoming just Max or do you have it?
1: I thought it's still HBO Max, but Max is like something else. It's like a combined thing.
0: Oh, even better. I, I could be wrong. Even better and more complicated. I just saw the image on, tw- on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, man. They love, they're loving the Max these days. Mm-hmm. Elon buys thousands of GPUs for Twitter's generative AI project. Their chat GPT rival. He's like, hey, man, I was there early days, open AI. I know how to do this stuff. Yeah. It's a big deal. Just give me some GPUs. Forget
1: about GPT. Forget about BARD.
0: I know these guys over at NVIDIA. I can buy GPUs too. I got money. Despite advocating for an industry-wide halt to AI training, Elon Musk has reportedly kicked off a major artificial intelligence project within Twitter. The company has already purchased approximately 10,000 GPUs. And recruited AI talent from DeepMind for the project that involves a large language model, reports Business Insider. Shout out A1GTV. Appreciate it. Uh, One source familiar with the matter stated that Musk's AI project is still in the initial phase, obviously. However, acquiring a significant amount of additional computational power suggests his dedication towards advancing the project as per another individual meanwhile the exact purpose of the generative ai is unclear but potential applications include improving search functionality or generating targeted advertising content see everybody thinks that the uh, that ai makes you immediately the everything ultimate capable tech company like you heard uh, did you hear any of that interview Lex Friedman with the uh, chat with the uh, open ai sam altman yeah. yeah you 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 watch some of that yeah The man's walking around like he's Google right now. He's walking around like he's Google right now. Yeah, the way that he talks,
1: the way that he presents himself is very almost godlike in in a sense. I don't know if it's just him or like him being like a CEO of like an AI company. He's very deliberate with his words, but also very careful as
0: well, but also like emanating the emanating the power that comes with it, you know? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. It, the 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 delivery is so I uh, guess um uh, very dangerous very dangerous and you're like huh. no no you're the one working on it. it you know like no like no confidence just like you get this I don't know it it was it is uh but anyway he 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 is putting out that he understands the, the disruption element here and, and, and the, the scale and scope of this thing. And so does Google, hence BARD, etc. It's kind of like a reset button for whatever that race was for information delivery on demand. Like search goes away and is replaced by this eventually. And who's the leader? It can be anyone now. Mm -hmm. It's a reset. We're starting fresh, and so other guys with some cash and other companies get a chance to say, uh, well, I'll take a crack. Now's the time. Yeah. We're all going to figure out really quickly who gets to own, and obviously, OpenAI has a massive head start, and Elon has his own history with them. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, if you wanted Twitter to become the everything thing, if Twitter was going to become the app, if Twitter was going to become Facebook and Google combined, what would you do? You'd start working on generative AI. Mm-hmm. You'd start signing up uh, eToro. you start adding all these things. Mm-hmm. Very uh, ambitious, though, yeah. at this moment. Extremely ambitious. Apple wants to keep competitors away from its new Mumbai flagship store. No competition. First of all, this is our our first look at the store. Very unusual shape to this store. Uh, pretty narrow. Look at the yeah. Look at those doors, and then look how narrow it is all the way down. It looks like um, was it a pie shape? Looks so you think like it building? gets a bit? Yeah, it gets a little bit fatter there. Flat
1: it, iron building.
0: I mean, it's cool. It is cool. Yeah, it's a different shape. It's pretty cool. Uh, Apple's latest flagship store in Mumbai is close to opening. I think that that's my first look at it. Uh, It looks like there's some bargaining that meant other tech leaders can't operate nearby in a report from India's economic times. It looks like some of Apple's biggest competitors won't be able to have any presence near the new store. There are 22 businesses specified within the rental agreement, citing the need for an Apple exclusive zone around the store. Uh, 21 of the 22 companies were named in the Economic Times report, leaving one conspicuously missing: Amazon, Facebook, Google, LG, Microsoft, Foxconn, Garmin, Hitachi, Foxconn's interesting, HP, Intel, Lenovo, Nest, Panasonic, Toshiba, HTC, Sony, Twitter. Twitter, that's a weird one. Bose, Dell, DVLA, and IBM. DVLA just got lifted on that one. Yeah. To the to these other brands at a totally different scale. It's not hard to guess that the missing company is likely Korean competitor Samsung. It's also easy to see why most of the companies on the list are present, given that they make products that compete directly with Apple's. Uh, So why is Samsung not there? They couldn't negotiate it, I guess, maybe? And and who are you negotiating this with? I guess the real estate owner. Some sort of a mall-type scenario? Hmm. And no compete, like... We'll sign this crazy lease with you, bring in all this traffic, but we want to be sure that there's not another competitor right next door. This happens with fast food sometimes, like uh, franchises. It's like you can't, you got this McDonald's right over here, and the landlord at the plaza can't put the Mm -hmm. certain one right beside or something along those lines. The new store will open in a few days' time on April 18th, and Apple will follow this flagship store with the one in Delhi. And they're making massive inroads into the Indian market. I don't know if you put this story in here, but Tim Cook's actually going to go there. Oh, here we go. Tim Cook is going to open the first Apple stores in India, Mumbai, and Delhi next week. And you know Tim's a busy guy. So Uh if Tim shows up, if Tim comes for a visit, uh, it matters to him. And more importantly, it matters to Apple. Sure. Because Apple matters to him. And so I guess people are going to get a chance to go down there and meet him. It'll probably be absolute mayhem from a mm-hmm. security perspective. Apple Chief Executive Officer Tim Cook has scheduled a trip to open the Apple, uh, the iPhone maker's first stores in India next week, underscoring the company's ambitions for the country as a growth market and manufacturing base. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. It's a double down. It's a yeah, double dog. Yeah, will
1: probably visit the factory. It's a
0: double dog dare you. Uh-huh. Oh uh, no, not the double dog dare you. I dare you. I double dare you. A double dog dare you. Is that the ultimate of dares? Dare I go triple dog? <laughs>
1: That's
0: too much? Okay. Did you ever have to play those games truth or dare? Yeah. And which were you more likely to pick? Uh, Probably dare. You're
1: taking the dare. I, I, I was like a rambunctious kid. You're the daring. You're the daring one. It's like, yeah, I'll do it. What is it? You don't even have to... You know, play
0: that game. <laughs> Cook has likely preside over the opening of the Twin Outlets in India's financial and political capital. People familiar with the matter said, asking to remain anonymous, discussing private plans. Apple said Tuesday it'll open a store in Mumbai on April 18th and then Delhi April 20th, so he gets to do both in one trip. It's a long flight, Will. The trip comes seven years after the CEO's maiden visit. Oof. Last time he was there was 2016. Wow. You see what I'm saying? This doesn't happen very frequently. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I guess COVID messed that up a little bit, but it is a big sort of sign, symbol that, hey, this market matters to us. We're going to send a CEO over mm-hmm. uh, to open a store. He's going to take a little India trip. Now they started, they, they've been doing online sales in, in India. It's important to mention, they're not absent or anything. And then the manufacturing thing has been expanding rapidly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but this is just a retail footprint, which for Apple is a really big deal. It's a different type of presence once they go in there and pick a spot and then they sort of become a cornerstone uh, in a lot of these places and they tend to stick around for a while it's a rare occasion that yeah. you see an apple store shut down once it's open
1: yeah And i'm guessing this is a developing story once he's there it's probably going to be a lot of new stories so yeah a lot of pictures oh, a lot of pictures
0: let, let me ask you this special outfit or no special outfit? Mm cuz some people cuz some people will go oh that's appropriation uh, even if even if someone gave it to him handed it to him or oh you're just trying to get the brownie points going on as far as like but then and then other other people will say it's like uh like a matter of respect like I, I don't know enough of, i don't know enough about this stuff i wear the same thing all the time yeah. And it's going to be a hard one for me if somebody's like, well, you should try this other outfit. I'm like, uh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder last oh, time okay. he was there. Yeah, he did. He did he a scarf. A so that's, is thats that, is, that, is that? It's got to be subtle. You'll, you're expecting a scarf? Yeah. Okay. Not? Okay. All right. Oh. Oh, he went a little further than the scarf. He's going deep. <laughs> yeah, some people in the chat here. Routines are great, Lou. Yeah, trust me. I know. Yeah, big fan. A lost Bible chapter discovered using UV light. Whoa, what? Huh? <laughs> Damn, Will, you're amazing uh, you, technology. You're you're uh, bouncing around today. Just it? throw you off. Yeah, you decide to bounce around today. Interesting. Yeah. As a producer. Uh. Somebody's asking us to go to Mumbai. You didn't go there before, did you, Will? No, but I would like to. I was over there. One day. Um, okay, so what do they do? They come with the UV and all of a sudden, boom. A recent study published in the Journal of the New Testament Studies reveals that scientists have discovered a long-lost section of biblical text. The section is almost 1,500 years old and has been hidden for a very long time. A study suggests that this lost chapter represents one of the earliest translations of the Gospels, the researchers, including Gregory Kessel from the Austrian Academy of Sciences, used ultraviolet photography to find the chapter. It was hidden beneath three layers of text. Like on purpose? This is the thing. They're so cryptic with it. They're like only those that the deep, with the deepest study will discover. It's like the Da Vinci Code. Yes, they'll discover the true meaning of the scripture. Until recently, only two manuscripts were known to contain the old Syriac translation of the Gospels. One of these manuscripts is kept at the British Library in London and the other was discovered in St. Catherine's Monastery at Mount Sinai. According to Dr. Kessel, the recent discovery by researchers sheds new light on the interpretation of Matthew chapter 12 in the Bible. This text was originally translated... uh, I was on the line. You went one line too far there. Translated as part of the old Syriac translations about 1,500 years ago. This crazy. Like translations on translations and then new discoveries and retranslations. And in some cases, translations suck anyways. And there aren't completely equivalent terms uh-huh. to really encapsulate what was what might have been meant or what was completely meant fifteen hundred years ago.
1: Yeah. I just think like this hidden chapter. Just in my mind, it would be funny if, like, it was, like, that was, like, a curveball or something.
0: Oh, you, okay. Well, here is the differences in the information contained in translation. The original Greek, Matthew chapter 12, verse 1 says, At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples became hungry and began to pick the heads of grain and eat. The Syriac translation says, Began to pick the heads of grain, rub them in their hands, and eat them. Oh, more detail. Huh. That's like you re- when you're reading Game of Thrones instead of watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this isn't in the show. I'm glad. That you're, you're, you're the superior. Resolution. You're, the, you're the real fan at that point. Yeah, You're like, that's not what they actually said. And I'm very proud. This is what they actually said. Okay, and you got your special outfit on and everything, remember? Yeah. For parties and stuff. Sure. They do watch parties. Do they do reading parties? Yeah, it's called a book club. No, it's not. <laughs> a book club, you don't. You talk, uh, oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Kind of is, isn't it? I was thinking that the book club was more like you meet up and talk about it after. Have some high tea or something. But I don't know that you're actually reading to, yeah, together at the same time, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe Maybe you are
1: like um, a page or something.
0: One page at a time.
1: Maybe it's like this. this Oh, what if what if it's just
0: what if it's whoever has the best is the best narrator reads and everyone else listens. Does that happen? I don't. I don't mind it. Does that
1: happen? I'm on the floor, comfy, holding a pillow or something. Story time.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's not a lie. Takes me back to
1: childhood. Interesting.
0: (laughs) Kindergarten. (laughs) Cool. All right. Good research. Yeah. Good find. You might like this one. Ford Mustang Super Cobra Jet 1800 debuts with 1800 horsepower. Get out of here. It's the real Mustang. The <laughs> one that we've always wanted <laughs> in EV form. Thing. Look at this thing on a drag strip. It's so ridiculous. It's a massive upgrade from Cobra Jet 1400 prototype, and we'll try to beat the 1400's 8.12 second quarter mile EV record. Well... The what are they calling that Hellcat, which is more Demon? than a Hellcat or Demon? It was more than a Demon now, though. They do they have some other word for it? SRT. A 170. 170. Oh, okay, yeah. SRT Demon 170. And this is not an electric car, and they want to beat all the electric cars. And actually, their image is surprisingly similar with the yeah, yeah. front tires up off the ground on the drag strip. So that one was. 1025 horsepower 1025 horsepower oh my god we're talking are we actually talking 1800 horsepower what are you paying for this thing a million dollars yeah what yeah uh back in 2020 amid the early days of COVID 19 pandemic ford injected some electric excitement into the drag racing world of course we're talking about the mustang oh it's a, a prototype drag racing machine dual motors it's, it's electric.
1: This is electric, dude. Oh, yeah, never this is, this mind. This is no joke. It's not uh, dinosaur juice.
0: Never mind. Now Ford presents the Mustang Super Cobra Jet 1800, an upgrade from the original car, so sadly we won't see them competing at the strip. However, we will eventually see Ford attempt to break its own record in the near future, and since we're talking about a Super Cobra Jet, then now, <laughs> what a name, Super Cobra Jet.
1: It's all the fast, cool things.
0: Now it develops 1,800 horsepower. Odds are good that the old record will fall. Well, you can't buy this thing. This is just to set records, make news stories. You can't drive this. Will, are you crazy? Look at the rear tires on that thing.
1: Yeah, but this is the Mustang that we've been waiting for.
0: Somebody says they have it in Forza. That's as close as I'll ever get to it. Yeah. Cool. Super Cobra Jet. Yeah, I want to see this. Let's get it. Is this a leaked photo of the Tesla Model 3 refresh? If so, wow. <laughs> Electrics fired up. Uh-huh. They're excited. Uh, it looks a little more lucid on the front? Like the lucid part? Sure, top? yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can see that. What is it? Is it a flatter nose or something? You're Mr. Model 3. What the hell? What's different here? It's definitely different. Yeah, the
1: headlights are the most different. And maybe the hood is less, um,
0: like, bumpy. It's hmm. like it's more streamlined. Is that front bumper portion flatter than it looked before? Why do Possibly, I feel like it was pointier? Yeah. Possibly. A photo of a different looking Tesla Model Three has been making the rounds on social media, and some are claiming it could be of the uh, new Model Three Project Highland refresh. Late last year, we started hearing rumors that Tesla was working on a Model Three refresh that would come during the second half of 2023. For a few years now, they've been inter- uh, been integrating. It's a large casting technology into the Model Y, not the three. Uh, the problem is such an update to the Model 3 would temporarily slow down production, uh, I guess for the, for the other stuff or just for Model 3s. And Tesla couldn't afford that while it was still wrapping up the Model Y. Yeah, that makes sense to me. With heavy camouflage on the front and back of those prototypes, it's been hard to identify what the specific change is, but now there's a picture alleging the Model 3 refresh has been circulated. so they've kind of removed some of the cover on the front end at least. We can't really see the back end. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't. I don't see ultrasonic sensors well.
1: Definitely not. People say it's AI generated. I don't <gasps> think it is.
0: Oh, um, it, it does kind of look like a merging of the three and the S. It looks too big. Is it too big for it to be a three? It looks really wide. Is it too big? What is this? It looks okay. Well, what do you think? AI generated. <laughs> do you like it? No, I do like it. I, yeah, I think it looks, looks really cool. sick. Yeah, I, I think it looks cool. I just, I'm, now I'm looking around the tire. Now I'm skeptical of everything. Yeah. Why they got to say AI. But this is, the, this is exactly what I was talking about. You just drop those two, le- two letters into anything and then we have to be skeptical of everything. Mm-hmm. But if, it's, if this is real, then I think it's cool. And it's, it's really hard to tell with these wide angle lenses and yeah. one point of view. But yeah, the front end is, where, is w- what looks a bit different. Headlights. I think that section there is fl- a little flatter where it used to be pointier. The section right there, yeah. And just bigger in general. It, may- it just looks a little bit more aggressive to me. I think it
1: looks a lot cleaner without the emblem.
0: Well, that too. You can take the emblem off. I have I could, a yeah. friend that did that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it looks nice. Cool. New and improved Tesla yoke reportedly coming soon. Perhaps like Tesla's new yoke new York will appear to a wider audience. It could be the yoke we already saw in the Cybertruck uh, at the investor day. They did show off a slightly less yoky yoke, which is almost kind of moving towards closer to wheel territory. Is that that's not the one they're talking about? No, 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 no. no. I think it was it that. On Investor Day, I, I think it was yeah, oh, more, more like that. Yeah, more round. This there's a third party company that's already making these. Uh, oh, and they say with better materials. Click on that. Click on that article. This is four days ago. Because the materials drive me crazy. To suck like it's all worn down on mine already. I have, uh-huh. what? How long did I have the car? Will not even. Yeah. The uh, God, I can't even left remember. Corner. I can't even remember. Is it? Uh, Two years that I had it? At this point, God. COVID. God. Ah, I don't know. Not even two years. Mm -hmm. And the steering wheel, the materials all worn down. The July, and I didn't even drive it. I didn't even drive it that often. That's the crazy part Mm. as well. So yeah, I had it for two years, but I don't know how many kilometers I have on there. None. None. Barely any. Started driving it recently. The July launch of the, new, of the New York steering wheel coincides with the expected timeline for the start of production of the Cybertruck. So, okay, Cybertruck, we're ready to start producing it, and then we take the wheel that's already ready for it, and we, man, so many more people are going to go for that yoke. Wouldn't you agree? Um, yeah. So you have the flat bottom and flat top, so you still get that better sort of sight line and that futuristic feel, but then you got something to grip onto as you're doing your parking lot stuff. Uh uh-huh. I think people will like it. Uh I don't I actually like the current yoke. I'm fine with it other than the materials. The materials are driving me crazy. If and the materials and maybe the placement since you have that flat bottom on it I I don't know why I just can't I seem to get it into the location that I want. I also wish that it lifted higher automatically as I exit. I got. I got. I'm nitpicking. Capacitive buttons. I'm nitpicking. Yeah. Yeah. The horn is ridiculous. Yeah. The horn is honestly ridiculous. You're never gonna find that button ever. At the moment, you actually need a horn. Uh huh. Like it is bogus. But I think it's exciting. The, the new one could totally improve some stuff. And I would order the yoke again if they actually address that. Otherwise, I might be looking at the, the steering wheel option, which became available again and became available as a retrofit, which means they must have been getting some complaints about this yoke situation. Sure. Tesla Semi, PepsiCo fleet ready to take the road. So they finally got the paint job on there. And it's a great marketing tactic it's great advertising because i'll tell you what if i see a tesla semi on the road i'm going oh kids look it's a tesla semi and then it's the also branded pepsi, pepsi logo is staring back at you yeah. and you're like wow pepsi's so cool they're the first ones uh-huh. that have it so it's a it's a double it's a double entendre i'll tell you what
1: uh-huh looks nice looks very clean it it's works. like a matte look
0: Look at that! They're using it to talk about their zero emissions as well. They're they're rubbing it in that it's uh-huh. electric. This truck is a hundred percent zero emissions, and it's interesting. They got the matte finish on the wrap. Yeah, I don't know if you expected that.
1: I like it. It looks very new age.
0: Huh? This truck is powered by one hundred percent renewable energy, zero emissions, and then they put the period at the end. You see that? Yeah. That was a period on both. It went through a couple revisions where they were like, do we need the the period makes a statement? Consider the period.
1: Yeah. There's many who
0: vouch for it. We get to make a statement right now. Company wide. Now, a company like Pepsi, they got trucks going left, right, and center as far as deliveries are concerned. So they could become a giant customer for somebody like Tesla if this goes well. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, PepsiCo's sustainability strategy targets every stage of our complex value chain to, to use resources more efficiently, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, replenish water, improve our products, and recapture packaging materials. It's one of the most, one of the biggest costs with this stuff, with these drinks, is moving them around because they're so heavy because the, yes. the liquid is there, and liquid is heavy. Uh-huh. It's, it's not the sugar water portion. It's the delivery portion. It's yeah. wild congrats chipotle tests new all-electric restaurants with rooftop solar panels and ev chargers chipotle goes green don't they mm-hmm. when's the last time you were over there
1: it's been a while although i feel like i'm due for a visit gonna, i like
0: chipotle yeah so do i yeah i was there the other day Huh? and uh you got
1: a bowl or a burrito
0: No, I got a bowl, actually. Okay. I don't know why.
1: You usually get burritos? I was feeling more civilized.
0: Yeah, I get burritos.
1: They look like a cannonball, though.
0: That's fine. (laughs) That's why I get them. I got a bowl. I was feeling civilized. I was going to use a fork. I don't know what that was about. Okay. And uh, they got this one, the queso that they sell, that, like, white-colored queso. Okay. Me and my kid were just downing buckets of that (laughs) stuff. No, not buckets, but you know what I'm saying? You get the tortilla chips going over there as well. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like you. It's just a good time. And they want to be part of this modern thing. It's like we were showing off the other day when the subway was going to be at the rest stop. And you were going to charge and have the subway. Uh And I've been thinking that for a while. It's a huge differentiating factor. If you can figure out how to work it with your landlord, throw some EV chargers over there, uh, even generate some of that power of your soul or something, any of these little differentiating factors because there's so many places to eat. Hmm, and I think
1: Chipotle is like a good restaurant for this kind of test because people hang out
0: at Chipotle. And you wanna and know what t- happened last time I was there? Huh? It was like Tesla City. Oh, it's just okay. all Teslas parked out front. Really? So I think there's a a a, a, That's a, a good sign an EV Chipotle overlap mm-hmm. cu- and the customer base. Does this have a drive-through? I didn't. It kind of, no, maybe not. No. I know this is how you get it, in and out. You got the patio, you got the solar array up top. I don't see where the EV chargers go. Uh, maybe, maybe in here, maybe in the next image down. Give us an image of the chargers in your mock up, like you spent all this time. Anyway, so they're gonna get they're gonna harness the power of the sun, give it back to you in your car so you can come back and forth and be the best customer they've ever seen. Plus you okay. gotta keep up with Taco Bell because they were they were like having yeah, ele- they're very futuristic. elevators in Minnesota or whatever it was we were supposed to go. I don't remember where it was. Why the US can't build EVs without China. Uh this headlines a, some might might consider it a bit misleading because they could, but it would be at a pretty yeah, cost. serious cost. And a lot of this has to do with uh, raw materials, refinement, and a variety of expertise that exists in China. The provenance of raw materials used in electric vehicle production, including lithium, nickel, cobalt, and graphite, is about to have a huge impact on tax credits designed to put such cars within reach of average Americans. Um, Many of the minerals essential to EV battery chemistries are primarily mined and processed in China. Or by companies within China's sphere of influence. China's sphere of influence. I don't know. Deadly. <laughs> I don't know, countries where they operate or where they own businesses or I don't know. That's a funny way to say it. Uh, new rules issued under last year's Inflation Reduction Act exclude EVs with components from foreign entities of concern, a category that remains hazy but will likely include China, given that federal officials recently tagged it in such, as such in the semiconductor world. The idea is to reduce U.S. reliance on China, a lofty goal given the country's control of battery resources and technology. Uh, while lithium and some other battery minerals exist in the U.S., developing the mines is expensive and time-consuming. So it's what is the cost? Does it get passed on to the customer? Can we have such cheap EVs? Can these, can the cost of these EVs come down fast enough? Will these subsidies be enough to compensate for those cost differences versus having this activity take place in China and everyone benefiting from... Uh, from that uh, that lower cost to begin with and that lack of upstart. But some, this kind of highlights one of those things where you have governments making claims and talking big. You have politics involved. We're going to be renewable and it's going to be cool. And then it's like, wait, we, we actually have to do this? Okay, here are the consequences. And once you get into the nitty-gritty and once you're actually trying to do the thing, is when you begin to discover the weaknesses in in whatever that approach might be, because there's always some sort of weakness. Mm-hmm. And it was like a wake-up call for some of these countries that were relying on Russia, for example, for natural gas. And then Russia goes to Ukraine and everyone's like, well, we're not going to be involved in that anymore. And it's like, oh God, we kind of have to be involved. And then it was major pain trying to become uninvolved all over again. And it, that kind of thing can exist here too. Yeah. Uh, we just found the original PlayStation logo concepts. Get out of here. <laughs> what is the German looking one over there? <laughs> That's not real. The one on the left, maybe. The one in the middle, because you're familiar with it, but it is a funky logo. It's pretty crazy. Uh-huh. As a logo. Uh huh. Like, when's the last time you see a one, two, three, four, five color logo? I guess Google. Was super colorful, but this one has also the multi-dimensional thing going on. Like the P just like jumped up from the S. Mm -hmm. It's like the S is like a road that brings you to the P. It was very iconic at the time. Super iconic, still is. Nostalgia is at the forefront of PlayStation branding. The four bold colors. Well, I guess I included white as a color as well. Uh, Familiar lettering in a combination. Any, it's a combination any gamer would instantly recognize. But it had to go through a bunch of iterations. And this is Will's graphic over here. Good Lord. Some of those seem so unlikely to happen. Others I can kind of imagine. But what interesting brainstorming. And how, uh, what would you say? How, uh, uh, like, what do you think their aim was? Because it does seem kind of maybe a little childish, Pleasant? What do you think their directive was? It's like come up with a a, a colorful logo that elicits what emotion?
1: I think uh, very playful.
0: Playful? Okay, PlayStation. Because this was
1: around the same time the N64 came out. um, And that logo was very like multicolored and also 3D at but, the same time.
0: But it was more blocky.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you can kind of see, like, the development through the logos. It's starting to get more 3D at some point. Yeah, because games are becoming more 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But even the original one was kind of cool. I don't mind that one. I can go all the way back to that one. Just, like, the three circles. Yeah. And that has a 3D element. This looks like a racing one. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like, the colors changed as well. Like, it was dark. Before, like a dark blue, and then they had to make it more bright, more fun.
0: Did they get the right one? Did they pick the right one, Will? Um, I think so. I think
1: yeah, with the with the text as well. I think, <laughs> I think they, they did a good job. I
0: think they picked the right one. And which one is the worst one? uh Maybe one of these two. I was going to say the the one on the left, dead dead in the middle. Yeah, that one. I don't know
1: what. That uh, one was. This one's uh yeah, this one's probably the worst. Although this one is a good runner-up in terms of like, this could have been the PlayStation logo.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad it's not though.
1: Yeah, was this like a shadow or something? It might it might have been, like some sort of shadow to the S that was on the floor.
0: It looks know. like it. It looks like if it was laid down, it would fit into the same yeah. space. Yeah, it
1: had some sort of illusion there, but um, yeah.
0: Kind of cool. Progress. Eighteen thousand cows killed in explosion and fire at Texas dairy farm. It might be the largest cattle killing ever. Whoa.
1: Yeah, dude, this was insane.
0: Eighteen thousand. Eighteen. That's like a small sit, a small town or city. Yeah. Just wiped. I mean, the cow version of it. The cow version. Just wiped. <laughs> I wonder, I mean, how it would have had to go so fast and no escape. The fire spread quickly through the holding pens where thousands of dairy cows crowded together waiting to be milked, trapped in deadly confines. Oh, they were like ready to go in these holding pens. Mm. After subduing the fire at the West Texas Dairy Farm Monday evening, officials were stunned at the scale of livestock death left behind. 18,000 head of cattle perished in the fire at the South Fork Dairy Farm near Dimmit, Texas. Nearly three times the number of cattle led to slaughter each day across the U.S. Massive, massive waste. Good Lord. And the cleanup. It goes to show you the the, the downside, well, one of the downsides of like centralizing these things and having them at such massive scale is that then you can have such massive catastrophe, right? If this was spread, if these 18,000 cattle were spread out across seven or eight dairy farms instead of one, and I don't know the scale of the average commercial dairy farm, but I got to believe 18,000, died. How many cattle are in this operation? (laughs) Mm-hmm. 18,000 died, a couple thousand more lived, like, uh, we're talking 20k plus?
1: Yeah, previous fires only had, like, a couple hundred cows died.
0: Somebody here in the chat, Surge says, yeah, dude, it was close to my house, you could hear the cows screaming in ag- agony, I will never forget. God, Lord. A malfunction, a piece of farm equipment may have caused an explosion that led to the fire.
1: And there must have been a lot of hay.
0: They're still around. investigating the cause. Damn, dude. That's brutal. That is, and it's also one hell of an insurance claim, I'll tell you that. Most of the animals perish. Here we go. Here's the numbers. A mix of Holstein and Jersey cows were in a large holding pen before being milked. She said the 18,000 cows represented about 90% of the farm's total herd. So Okay, so you got 20,000 cows. Each cow roughly valued at two grand.
1: Oh. Yeah. Man. And just the cleanup process, too.
0: Oh, man. Brutal. Toronto was just ranked the friendliest city in the entire world. Get out of here, Will. You're biased. You're only saying that because you're (laughs) here. According
1: to TO. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, there was a survey.
0: I know. It must be somebody else. A study. A study. I want to know who's responsible for these studies. Preply, an online language learning platform, has developed... What? Is this an ad? Uh, Oh, no, no. Sorry, sorry. has developed (laughs) the Community Spirit Index, a comprehensive ranking of 53 cities worldwide based on their friendliness... Ah, their friendliness friendliness to non-natives. Interesting. Wow. Toronto is also an incredibly diverse city. So there's a, you know what I mean? I feel like, I don't know why I I feel like that would help in this regard. Uh, Okay, so here's the, anyway, here's the categories. Was the staff friendly? Uh, The percentage of reviews mentioning the word friendly, community respect, city ranking, happiness, and English proficiency score. All right. It looks like it's dominated here by Canadian, British, and U.S. cities. Toronto coming in number one, Sydney number two, Edinburgh number three, Manchester, New York, Montreal, Melbourne, San Francisco. And then you get some New Zealand jumping in and some European countries jumping in later. What are the questions in the survey? Oh, here we go. Six factors were considered when it comes to determining the world's friendliest cities. The percentage of accommodation reviews mentioning the word friendly... Visitor return rate, the percentage of visitors who return to each city after traveling there once, so obviously it left a good impression. The city's safety index score, which indicates if it's a safe environment. Okay, that one is a little bit more. Diversity acceptance, LGBTQ plus equality score in the city, which indicates if this is an accepting and supportive community. The city's overall happiness and well-being score, according to inhabitants. Well, that one to me is like... Well, I don't know. What is your What is your happiness yeah. score, Will? Like, come on. The How do you answer these things?
1: Rent and mortgage rates are terrible right now. That's right. I'm miserable. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, it really depends. A lot of people in the chat are saying, why is New York up there? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not just Manhattan. Maybe so, it's just...
0: Well uh Lee says because when you add the LGBT then New York yeah, that's, wins. Yeah. But I don't know, go back Toronto's to it's pretty big. But is there an LGBT uh like column? I'm guessing it's community respect. Ah. Okay, well then actually Edinburgh, look at that. And Montreal go higher on the com on the community respect. I don't know. Amsterdam. I don't know about these things. They do this thing all the time. They're like, "Oh, the happiest country in the world, the best place to live, quality of life score." And I just.
1: But in your I don't know, experience, I find it, since you are in Toronto, do you think it's? No, Toronto. Toronto is 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 Toronto's these.
0: Toronto's these. <laughs> Toronto's
1: these. Because <laughs> we we haven't visited all these countries or cities.
0: No. How do we compare, right? T- Toronto is these, and but I don't know that we're suppo- capable of answering as inhabitants. I think this is when you're visiting somewhere else. It's a travel-based thing, right? Right, right. So we would have to be the visitors to then determine how we're being treated as visitors. That's right. the idea, but anyway, well,
1: yeah, come visit Toronto. It's nice. Invi- during the summertime. You're inviting
0: people to come come chill. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty friendly. Or you could say it's deece. Very deece. <laughs> Very deece.
1: All right, this is the last one, but uh, you might have seen it. Have you seen this one?
0: See, somebody's saying India's rank in the happiness index, 126th out of 136 countries, making it one of the least happy countries in the world. Ukraine is higher in happiness than India. Yet my experience in India is everybody was super cool and happy. Uh-huh. I don't know. Do did they? Do did did we answer surveys differently? Is it? Was it a big? Uh, was it a big goof that was happening? Was it a big act that was going on? Mm. You see what I mean, Will? Like yeah, I'm getting upset here.
1: It's right. hard to quantify happiness, but maybe satisfaction overall. Is there a way to?
0: You know, oh man! Like if, you, if you, those are some cool baseball diamonds right there, by the way. And uh, there's a tournament they do uh, at the end of each summer when the exhibition is going on. Mm, right at Harbor Front. Right next door to there, yeah. and you get free passes to go to the exhibition, and then you go come play the baseball tournament. So we'll see you there in the in the No, not this year. I was there last year, though. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Last story. Dramatic video shows skier. Oh, you love this! I watched the video already. Okay, yeah, uh, because you sent the link to the video, and you're big on the ski- snowboarding. I couldn't remember if it was yeah, skiing. Get it right, bud. <laughs> I I wonder. I was thinking about this when I watched this video. This is a crazy video of a rescue, and it was all so like spontaneous, Perf- like perfect timing. It was just, it's just, it's just like you, you just. There are these moments captured sometimes where you you just can't believe that the series of events happened the way that they did. You it just it's just yeah. too amazing and incredible. But anyway, you have this one, I'll set it up for you. You have a guy who's just recording on a GoPro and he's in the back country over there and he's just going through some trees, very deep powder going I on. Want to do a
1: play-by-play kind of situation? We can
0: do a play-by-play and I mean, it's just beautiful. Uh, I think you're too far ahead, though, because uh, I want to see when he comes past. You got to back up a little bit. So he's skiing through, and he has uh, somebody he's skiing with, one other partner, who's just a little bit ahead there. And he's not flying or anything. He comes through, jumps through this section, lands in this deep snow here, but lands upright, and he's like, oh, man, there's it's some deep, deep snow here. Heavy, deep. And there's all these trees. So they have these tree wells where snow piles up even deeper in around the tree. So he catches them. He keeps going. He's like, oh, my God.
1: You and
0: right? he realizes at this moment that somebody's trapped there. And it's not from his party. It's a snowboard. It's not skis, first of all. And he starts scrambling. He starts moving quickly towards this individual because what you end up noticing is the only thing poking out of the snow is just the snowboard itself
1: like part of the snowboard yeah
0: and the person is completely buried upside down and uh, incapable of movement incapable of budging they've gone so deep down here and this guy struggles to get to him yeah the snow is just like
1: five feet away and he uses his skis. And he knows it's a race against time. This guy, this snowboarder is upside down in the snow.
0: Can I just ask him? Can you pause for a second here? Is it more dangerous to be going through this terrain on a snowboard than skis? Hmm. It's got to be, right? Because you can't easily get out of it. Yeah. In the fact
1: that your feet are tied to one board yeah yeah i would say so
0: i mean not not to say that you can't die in either one in a given scenario but just the way this guy's trapped it's like the board is kind of taking away his ability to contort his body into escaping the pile at all
1: for sure yeah with skis at least you can like bend and it's like
0: They're split. I I don't know. Maybe it can increase your chances and or maybe they pop off or whatever. But anyway. Okay, so now he's approaching. He's using his skis to climb up there. Come on. And the breathing on the GoPro. And the footage. The incredible footage. Fucking goddamn. Hold on, I'm coming.
1: Dude, this guy is literally buried in snow. And what happened was the snowboarder, like, um, uh, snowboarded and then just fell. But the snow behind him, like, just rolled over him like a mini avalanche.
0: Yeah. Oh, and it's deeper in right by the t- tree trunk. Look how close he is to the uh, to the tree trunk uh, there. Yeah. Uh, and look how deep hi. he has to Can dig. Right? Can you hear me? Uh, uh, Terrifying Terrifying Sees his arm And arm starts moving but like where's the face Where's the head How long can you get air In there look how packed it is This guy's gonna die he was gonna die Yeah that's it like he was gonna die They said like a minute A minute after he would have been gone So much snow, and still oh, looking help me for out. his head. Help me out, help me. He said, Did he say help me out? You I see the okay. goggles there? You're right. Yeah. Okay, you're good. You're good. I got you. You okay? Can you breathe? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. unbelievable Unbelievable crazy crazy second. clip Don't all the comments out. are like this is like legit hero stuff like you actually just... just saved this guy's life
1: oh. yeah. Yeah. Right. More me, <sighs> yeah
0: he would have been dead so
1: after he sees this guy breathing i mean right. it's it's all
0: good Okay. You know, right? like it's okay. Yeah. He approaches it perfectly. Exactly. Right. Like an actual emergency okay. responder. He's like, all right, you can breathe now. Now yeah. I'm going to go. Let's slowly start getting you out. I'm going to go get my shovel and he has everything ready to go. Yeah. He's oh. prepared The skier Now, apparently the snowboarder was with, uh, other people. Cause in your, if you're in this type of terrain, you got to be with other people, but sure. they had lost track of each other. Uh huh. And they, they wouldn't have I mean you see the way that he was buried in there It just so happened This guy with the second group The guy on skis Is coming through the exact same area And he catches it out the corner of his eye The colorfulness of the snowboard poking out But he could have just as easily Had his head tilted slightly the other way And just skied right past And, and it's yeah, a done deal yeah. But he's not a done deal And it ends on a bright note Now these guys are connected for life now at this point
1: Yeah they actually became friends And they meet up and talk on a regular basis now. Um, In this certain situation, they say that 90% of people who get stuck like this... No, people who get stuck like this, 90% chance you can't get yourself out.
0: Somebody's saying, I've seen this on your show before. Definitely not. This was two weeks ago. I think one time we showed a guy in a crevice getting rescued by a helicopter. This (laughs) is... Uh, in this case, no one knew this guy was here. L- like, look at him just buried in there, and it's just some incredible footage, yeah. which hope hopefully uh, acts as a lesson, because I I can't think of anything more compelling when it comes to taking your precautions when you're going into terrain like that than you got a snowboard with people witnessing a clip like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, harrowing stuff.
0: Yeah, say so absolutely wild. And GoPro loves it. I think that's the top comment on there. Yeah, yeah. GoPro, what an they incredible! I say, yeah. They're like, right like, get your GoPros going. Yeah. Uh, but still, yeah. This was this. This is a guy, a regular guy. This is just a guy's channel. He just uploads every so often some skiing stuff, and just happened into this moment, and all of a sudden now is doing all the types of news interviews and stuff. And there's actually a clip over there. Yeah. ABC 11. Uh, or King Five Seattle, you can see uh, they meet up, have a beer afterwards. It's just crazy.
1: He's the snowboarder on the right. It's
0: just cr- a crazy thought. Yeah, that you're sitting there, this guy saved your life, and you're 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 connected forever after that. Uh huh. In a weird way, in, in a good way, in yeah. a weird way. Yeah. I, I mean, it's awesome. You love to see it work out. Hey, Nothing man. but awesome. Man. Every so often, right? Why, don't they, why doesn't the algorithm give me things like this every so often? Uh-huh. I guess it did in this case. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who joined here today. Appreciate it. Those of you who joined live, those of you who watch it after the fact, and those of you who uh, enjoy it in clip form on YouTube.com slash Later Clips. Thank you for all the chats, super chats, and otherwise. Hopefully you uh, have something to take away from today, and hopefully none of these minutes were regrettable minutes. As we went on this ride together Tomorrow's Friday We'll see you then Later